listeners, Northeast State friends and bears everywhere. This is The Sound Barrier. That's right, Northeast State's official podcast coming at you with a special holiday edition. A year-end wrap-up, if you will. My name's Tom Wilson, co-host. Also here with our fellow co-host, Matt Poole. Not with us today. Well, not physically, but certainly spiritually and uh, absolutely with us in our hearts, uh, our co-host, April Allen. Thinking about you, April, today and, uh, and your family, and just want to know you're certainly here with us. We're just kind of here to talk about a year-end wrap-up, Northeast State, some of the things that happened, some of the highs, and uh, some of the good memories we have. And since we, we usually give our guests that uh, rapid-fire question and answer, well, not rapid-fire, but some uh, interesting question and answer, we're just going to give it a try. Matt, how's it going, man? It's going great. It's going great. I'm <laughs> excited to have a... Uh, a host only episode and just kind of wrap things up from the year and, and just have some great conversation and uh, ask some questions with each other. And I really, really am looking forward to this. Yeah, it's uh, uh, certainly a challenging year. Everybody thought 2020 was tough. 2021 has proven uh, equally tough, I think, for, for so many people uh, in so many ways. Um, we just, as of this, this taping, we just wrapped up fall graduation. 545 students graduated from Northeast State this, this fall, which is kind of, kind of remarkable size for a fall graduation, considering we had about 1,295 students graduate this spring. Super proud of all of them, of course. And uh, just kind of, uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to believe just this, the numbers of students that are now graduating and getting degrees and certificates. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I was thinking this morning, I was like, these graduates who are graduating this fall and, and in the upcoming spring, most of their time has, they've been taking classes throughout the pandemic. You know, if they're on a traditional four semester pathway, a lot of their semesters have been either through different modalities like Zoom or hybrid Zoom, things like that, or completely online classes for all that matter. Kudos to them because, you know, I, I finished up my master's degree as the pandemic was really just starting. But a lot of these students have taken most of their courses throughout this, and uh, we're exceptionally proud of them and uh, just very impressed overall. So congratulations to you all graduates for, for uh, doing it, and especially those in the, in the upcoming spring. Um, keep it up and keep on going. You've proven that you can, if you can take classes and complete a degree in the pandemic, uh, you can just about do anything. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, the 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 faculty is really being able to to make it happen online in the classrooms to just do whatever they had to do to to get the courses and everything delivered there. And uh, I just can't say enough about our faculty and staff for everything they've uh, they've put in and sacrificed over the last couple of years. Uh, I know it's not been easy, but certainly. Uh, certainly well worth it, I think, for, for the students. 100%. It means, means, you know, of course, graduating with a degree is uh, an amazing feeling, but especially to get through it uh, amid the circumstances, even more so special. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, now, this is actually 55 years. This fall was 55 years Northeast State has been in existence. That's awesome. The college opened uh, 1966. So we've been, we've been at it here for 55 years. Um, so many grads, so many thousands of graduates that have come through uh, over the years. You just it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Um, think about it. We're still here, going, going strong, and uh, 
hopefully getting better than ever in 2022. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, when we talk about uh, questions and answers, let's, let's kind of let, let people get to know uh, know us a little bit better. We wish April was here. Uh, April, email your email your <laughs> okay. answers to these questions. We'll we'll talk about them, put them out there. Um, but the Q and A's we kind of came up with were, and we're I'm going to ask Matt this, and maybe we're going to flip it back and and talk about this as well. Uh, question number one. The three historical figures you could go back in time and have dinner with, who would they be, and uh, what would you order? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I think that I would need probably multiple days to really pin this down. But I thought off the top of my head within like 60 seconds, like the three categories. And of course, there's people with this. But to preface it, I wanted to hit a lot of different categories. So one of the areas was I wanted to sit down with an athlete and not just any athlete, a, a, you know, a, a, an athlete who has proven success. So I was thinking who has these leadership qualities, this amazing experiences in their respective sport. And I just want to pick their brain, hear about their experiences, get some inside stories as well as hear their mindset. So the two that I have, but I'm going to choose one. Um, I'm going to narrow it down. So the first one's Michael Jordan. I, I saw the, a documentary on him, and I'm sure most people have if they uh, are a fan of basketball and Michael Jordan. His mindset and his leadership skills are just unmatched. It, it's insane. The, his perspective on how he approaches life as well as sports is is something that I feel like a lot of people could learn from, as well as Magic Johnson. So he, Magic Johnson is the second one. And I'm between those two, I would have to sit down with Magic because he has been through so much, especially in his in his early career when he found out about his ailment. And to stay positive throughout that, I just feel like we could all take a lot from him and how he maintained his positivity. And he continued to play sports there for, for a little bit longer, but he became an insane business mogul. I mean, oh, yes. he's um, if I'm not mistaken, if he's not the owner or he started Starbucks, he was a, a huge part of that. And he's been involved in just a number of other things as an investor. And I just want to pick his brain about, you know, how to maintain, like, positivity through the tough times. I, f I feel like of all people, he's kind of the one to really let people know how to do that, as well as how you can approach leadership in your position and your job in general. I think he would be an amazing person to, to sit down with. And with him, I feel like since it's sports, we got to stick with the classics. So I feel like we'd go to, like, a pizza place. Or maybe just a burger joint and just have some good old greasy food and mm -hmm. just talk about sports, but also get a lot of serious stuff in there. So the second person that I would like to sit down with would be a great thinker of our time. So I know that's a complete pivot almost. We're going to go like historical. But I, since I majored in psychology, love psychology, I think I would either sit down with a famous psychologist or a philosopher. So either like Socrates or Aristotle, probably most of the things he would say would go right over my head, but just to be a part of a conversation like that, I feel like would just open my mind up to a different way of thinking. Right. So for that, I don't know what we would have, but I feel like it was it would have to be something old timey back from whenever they were alive. And now the third person is um, he's still alive, of course. I mean, uh, two out of three of these are already alive, but kind of what it focuses on 
the three that I focus on two is like the past, present, as well as future. So the third person I like to sit down with would be Elon Musk. So I know that's kind of like out of left field. The man, yes. <laughs> but I, I've just, I want to pick his brain on not only his leadership uh, skills and his, uh, and his business interests and things like that, but just like what he sees for the future, just some inside information. How do you how do you see the world going? How can I prepare best for it? And what cool things do you have coming on? Uh, of course, he's not he can't predict the future, but he has his his finger on the on the pulse of a lot of of technology based things that I I could see myself being a, a consumer of one day. And if he if he's accurate on a lot of the projects that he's uh, involved in, I mean, it's it's going to be insane what 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 all uh, what what the future entails. So, and I'd also ask him like which crypt which next cryptocurrency to invest in since he's the one that uh, blew up Dogecoin, and oh, so yes. I'd get a little inside information of which uh, coin to invest. In. No, I was just joking, but <laughs> actually, kind of for real because you know one tweet of a cryptocurrency and it explodes. But I guess for me, I'd <laughs> I'd jokingly ask him which next cryptocurrency is going to be the uh, going to make me the next millionaire so for him i think he's he's a really classy guy so i'd probably we'd have like a steak and uh and uh, at a nice restaurant or something like that i think that's probably what we'd order so what about you tom what, who are who are the three historical figures that that you would choose and uh what would you order with them oh wow uh first i'd have to go like way back because this guy uh Genghis Khan, number one. As far as uh, as, as far as conquering the world, I was back and forth between Khan and uh, Alexander the Great, but I'm gonna go with Genghis Khan uh, because just to understand how to run and manage an empire of that size, and and set up, you know these 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 small civilizations all over the known world at that time, and to do it that successfully, what was how did you pull this off? Mm-hmm. How did you go about, how did you tell a good idea and a bad idea? And did you share bad ideas with, with uh, your subordinates, your family, or did you keep it to yourself? Uh, I'm sure, you know, the historians will tell you a ton of bloodshed was involved in, uh, in uh, this particular endeavor that he, uh, he, he did there. But I would just like to know what this guy thought in that in that time, because times are just so different. You, you look back through through certainly history and how things are odd and how total it's a total different point of view of the world and of life and the universe. But I would just like to get his point of view on on existence, on life, on day to day operations, and uh, we'd probably just go. Apparently, Khan, one of Khan's favorite dishes was uh, you cut up meat. Uh, you throw some onions in it and you steam boil it over uh, w- with some river water. So I guess we'd uh, have whatever uh, Genghis Khan wanted to to have. I wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't fight him on the menu right. <laughs> at all. Uh, so, but I, I just think that perspective of what what was going on with this guy. Number two uh, for me, Joan of Arc, who I think is is uh, one of the most compelling figures in Western history, how this young woman, and we, you know, I don't want to debate where, where, what motivated her, what drove her, although there's a lot of evidence suggest that something very divine was going on there with her, but how this young woman 
took the initiative herself to marshal troops t- to lead military engagements in disguise and not only lead them, but win, and then end up being burned at the stake and yet holding on to her ideas even while, even at death. I thought that that still is uh, one of the most impressive things I've read about, historically I've read about, that she's she's just uh, a fascinating character in history and mm-hmm. it's, you know, sainthood and certainly elevated to to a very famous person in history. I've just always found that interesting. Um, the third person that I would probably go like to would be uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Because I've always wondered about somebody laboring. Cause I, you look at his paintings and they are so expressive and they have such detail to them. and, and But everything seems almost into a blur that his mind was kind of moving at a very fast speed. It's like the paintings themselves are in motion. They're, they're totally static, of course, as paintings, but they're still in motion. And I just wonder if he saw them that way and what kind of, uh, who was the artist that influenced him? You know, who, who was your influences? What were you thinking about when you were painting um, The Starry Night or Lilies or all these different scenes? And how, did it, how would it feel now uh, to know you basically died in poverty and now, right? <laughs> you know, art, you know, they're paying seventy million a pop for your. I would love to see what he he would be thinking. <laughs> yeah, I just and just I, I would like to know about his value on art at the time because certainly there was an art market back then, and and the nobles and the aristocracy, you know, fetted you if you were a great artist, and of course tell them what they wanted, I'm sure, but I would just like to know that. And, you know, Vincent and I probably just have some, you know, some cheese and some cheese and wine and something right. that he wanted. As far as Joan of Arc and I, uh, probably a good French dish that she liked. Uh, I, I would just, I would just go with her recommendation on that. So yeah, that's Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, Vincent Van Gogh. Very impressive. Very classy too. I, I, I feel I should have gone a little bit uh, further back myself too, but uh, no, no. Yeah. I, Michael, <laughs> that's Michael Jordan, and I'm, I'm a product of my times here. But Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever lived. Yeah, I mean, just you know, yeah. I would put Kobe a very close second for but, sure. But MJ yeah. is like the man. So. Yeah, that's that's why I, you know I just wanted I would I myself would just want to get pick their brand and like their discipline and it's just. They have such, especially athletes, when you get to that level, but especially Michael Jordan, the discipline you got to have and the mindset I, it would just be, I couldn't even put into words and, and uh, probably wouldn't even be able to fathom it myself, even if you were to describe it. So, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, would love to sit down with them. Absolutely. Um, now, since we're near Christmas time here, uh, let's talk about our favorite Christmas memories. It can be a toy, it can be a place, whatever. What, what's kind of your favorite Christmas memory? For me, I would say whenever my grandparents lived in Southwest Virginia, I, there's something about something about Big Stone Gap, Virginia that's so cozy to me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that for me Christmas it was any particular toy or, or um, object or anything like that. It's just being in that cozy, comfortable, small town area during the holidays that is just that, that filled me with so much joy. Uh, whenever we so like that evening, we would spend time with family. We'd open presents, 
because my family, we like to bend the rules a little bit. If you know anything about uh, the pools and stuff, we like to bend the rules a little bit when it, when it comes mm-hmm. to holiday season. Oh, yes. that's, that's my mom to a T. Shout out to her. Um, but uh, we, we open presents both days, and there's, we would always open presents. Then we'd go on to church, and, and just uh, it would just be a very comfortable evening. And uh, we'd drive through the town, and there'd be lights everywhere. And uh, I just I love... I loved those multiple years whenever my grandparents were still living in Southwest Virginia that we would go up and visit them. It was uh, very special to me. What about you, Tom? What's what about you? What's your special, your favorite uh, Christmas memory? Oh, that's yeah, I was just saying, that's a that's a really great memory. Mine's kind of pretty much close to that. I would say you just kind of remember those times, the, the childhood times, uh, you know, with the family when yeah. you're kind of uh, you don't have to worry about a lot. Of things it's just kind of there and things are kind of going on and that you have that kind of christmas spirit yeah with it i guess uh probably one of the uh, yeah one of the better ones i guess was uh moving uh moving to johnson's when i moved to johnson city kind of when i was still in high school and um kind of like that first first year over there because it was just very different mm-hmm. and uh everything seemed kind of new yeah so uh, that that was that was a pretty fun time. Where are you originally from? Uh, I actually grew up over in uh, Unicoi County. Unicoi. Yeah, you. went to high school over there for a while, um, and then graduated in University High. Gotcha. For enrolled a kind of lived in Johnson City most of my life since. Okay. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the as far as the single toy, I remember my uncle got me a. Uh, they used to have these. Large electric. The NFL marketed these big football boards, and you'd okay. plug it in, turn it on, and you had all the players, and you could change out the uniforms. Oh, that's awesome! You turned it on, and it, the electric thing vibrated the whole board, so the players would move all over the board, and you could like one guy would throw. You had a like a, a special character that could kick and would throw a football. Yeah, that one, that that, and the evil Knievel wind up toy on the motorcycle where you, you could get him to jump yes. ramps because Knievel was the man right. back in the 70s. That was the king. Uh, kind of still is. But yeah, those were... Uh, I just remember kind of that feeling. You kind of get that completely... The world is completely new to you as a kid right. feeling. So yeah, that's kind of what... Uh, um, what kind of what they embodied to me as far as Christmas was going. Now, also we had we had a bit of a, a uh, question about superheroes. What is that? You want to tell the folks what, uh, yeah. what that's about? Well, see, I think we were we were discussing like who is maybe the most overrated superhero. And yeah. I don't know if if this superhero is underrated or just undervalued, but I never really saw and this is this is maybe my my bias here cuz there may be some of these fans out here like what are you talking about? This is one of the best superheroes. But I, I never really understood the purpose of maybe Ant Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I think it's I think it's neat that he could shrink. I just feel like most of the other superheroes have a pretty a pretty cool superpower comparatively, uh, or multiple super superpowers. Um, I just I, I don't know. And correct me if I'm wrong, but mostly what Ant Man can do is like shrink. But also run fast. Is that am I correct in, in think in, I think in that analysis? It. Yeah, I think and, so. And so, and he's an ant. I just I, I never really thought like an ant was cool comparatively <laughs> to like a bat or to sp- a spider. 
things like that. That's just that's just my perspective. So I, I would say I, I guess he's he's technically overvalued and not overrated, but I I, I just don't think Ant Man is really that cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a niche. He's a high niche character. He's kind of like Hawkeye. He's a highly niche. That would make sense. Guy. Yeah, I see, I completely agree. I would have to. I would see that as well. Right. What about you? Uh, who, who do you think maybe overrated? This is probably gonna make some people angry. For me, it's like the Incredible Hulk. Okay. It's like, Greg, don't be listening now. Greg Walters. <laughs> Turn, I'm go sorry, ahead and but, turn uh, down the, your phone or radio, whatever you're listening to right now, for the next uh, minute or so. Yeah, just uh, I, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're throwing. It, it's I understand the backstory behind it, genetic exposure, experimentation, blah 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 blah. But I don't know. I just never found him too. The modern stuff I just never found very compelling. Um, now the Bill, the old Bill Bixby TV show. We had Lou Ferrigno. Right. That one, pretty good because it was very story-driven and much more human-driven. But, yeah, I mean, you turn into a giant and throw stuff around. I mean, yeah, okay. It's uh, it just never really impressed me. But gotcha. Hulk fans, God bless you. They're great out there. If you like him, terrific. Let's go with the Hulk. Good for him. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, Greg, you can turn the radio back yeah, up now. There we go. Greg, you're, you're back on now. You can you can listen in now. <laughs> and speaking of ants and animals and all things uh, uh, zoology-driven, shall we say, I don't, I don't know where I came up with this question. I think it either came to me in a dream or I actually read a report about something else that I'll get into yeah. about this. And the question is... If you could enlarge any animal to the size of an elephant, what would it be? Yeah, so I guess I was foreshadowing on my last answer, too. <laughs> and I was just talking about maybe ants aren't, aren't that cool. But, and I know this is an animal, more so insect, but I would, I think I would try enlarging uh, an ant. To, <laughs> so I know that would be creepy as all get out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they can carry what is it? a few times their body weight or something like that. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. But, of course, they can travel fast. So you'd say either save a lot on transportation if you could train them, or you'd save a lot on a U-Haul. So whenever it came time to moving. <laughs> and I also think, just as a, as a second, as a close second for me, I'd, I'd lo- I just think it'd be hilarious if there was just an elephant-sized duck. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why in my head that just cracks me up. But I, just seeing like a huge duck on a lake or something, like, <laughs> like an elephant size. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just, it, it makes me laugh. So uh, as a close second, uh, I would say a duck. <laughs> I also have two and it's not two. Yeah. A duck, a giant elephant sized duck on a lake. Yeah. That would be <laughs> impressive. I think. Well, isn't there a city that has a duck that's enlarged? I can't think, of, I can't remember off the top of my head. There's probably listeners that know it off off um, their their the top of their minds, but I think there's like a city that has a huge inflatable duck just uh, mm-hmm. chilling on their on the bay or lake. Uh, so I'd, I'll have to look that up later. But yeah, I'll it just have to Google it me. now. Oh yeah, yeah. My my two would be a pomeranian, which I think would just be hilarious to see. <laughs> just like your duck, like if you went to a meadow and there was like a a Pomeranian the size of an elephant just kind of running around in the meadow right. and barking, I think would be just the funniest thing ever, honestly. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you could see, you know, Pomeranian, size of an elephant. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. He'd be pretty no. fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> anyway, that was good. That was good. switching off on that. Um, dual enrollment, just totally switch gears. Dual enrollment, I know you visited a lot of high schools here in the last little bits. So, uh, a lot of high school students at um, Westridge, Unicoi County High School, uh, Sullivan East, the Elizabethan Cyclones, many other places. What's what's that been like for you and, and how the kids how yeah, the kids doing? It's been great. It really has. Amanda and others have done an, a great job on designing those t-shirts. The students love them. Uh, I think part of it too is it's got their logo on the front, their, uh, their school logo as well as their name. And then on the back, it says Northeast State Dual Enrollment. Mm-hmm. And the students have been fired up about that. They're they're they'll get their t-shirts and just go ahead and throw it on. So it's it's been good. We've visited approximately sixteen or so, give or take, some schools. I've, I've I think I've I've lost count by going to to a lot of them. Uh, and shout out to Stephanie Tanksley, our new recruiter, for helping out with that. Uh, she helped deliver a lot of those t-shirts for us. But they they've really enjoyed. It. It's been a great year and, and and been getting to meet a lot of these counselors. It's always good to 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 see these counselors again because our area counselors are phenomenal, very very friendly, uh, great to work with, and it's just been a great year overall for recruitment. They've been uh, allowing us to come to the schools more and more, thankfully, and uh, just looking forward to the upcoming year too. It's been a big year for Northeast State. We're we're continuing to climb those numbers. And, you know, something that we found out this year, which I thought was super impressive, and a shout-out to, to our school. I, I love to brag on us. I guess mm-hmm. as a recruiter, that's kind of what you have to do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we are we our graduates actually have the highest median salary three years after graduation, and that's among all the community colleges and public state mm-hmm. universities. And oh, yes. How, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head how many uh, state universities and community colleges we have, but to be – a part of that and be the uh, to provide our graduates with the highest median salary three years after graduation. I mean, that's that's something that is exceptional and something that we should truly be proud of. Oh, yeah, it's very impressive. It's you, you just want to, you know, write a letter to the workforce all over this region, Absolutely. well, this region and beyond, and say, Hey, thank you. We're graduating some new people and they're getting it done for you. So, absolutely, and we're super proud of super proud of them. Um, so we're yeah. wrapping up the year, end of the year, 2021 is almost in the books and, uh, looking forward to, uh, spring of 2022 and the year in its entirety and, and the growth of this podcast. We appreciate all of y'all for, for being a part and listening and, uh, being committed listeners and liking and commenting and, uh, subscribing to the podcast. So thank you listeners for, for, uh, taking the time out of your day to, to be a part of us. Uh, a couple times a month so we just really appreciate you and we hope you have great holidays we do absolutely just uh it's kind of pro- this podcast kind of started as uh just a kind of a dream and uh, uh it's kind of was put together with the uh, help of a few people and uh it's really grown quite a bit should we tell them the uh we did win an award this year. We did. We can't. Yeah, we, we can't forget that. Yeah, no, we absolutely. we uh, we were we uh, the podcast was entered in the uh, in a uh, state public relations competition that highlighted community colleges and four year universities and, and colleges in the state. And uh, the Sound Barrier won second place, the Silver Award, as uh, the best podcast in the state. And that's just due to the many people who contribute to it, not, 
certainly at the top of that list is um, Mr. Will McMoran. I see him over there in the, the sound booth uh, and the entertainment technology program here at Northeast State and all the students who've contributed to producing these episodes who've just done a, a phenomenal job. And uh, certainly April and uh, of shout out to our good friend Anne Berlin, wherever she is out there. Because uh, I was talking to her the other day, uh, all the other contributors to make it happen and uh, just like you say, it's the end of one year, beginning of another year, and we just want to uh, keep going here and keep highlighting more students, more faculty members, uh, anybody connected to Northeast State, uh, we want to have on here as a guest in the coming year, and just delighted to have them. Couldn't agree more. Listeners, thank you so much for, again, for listening, viewing, and subscribing. We appreciate you taking the time out and listening to this special edition of The Sound Barrier. We'll talk at you next time as we continue to break the barrier.